0: It's 11 o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. Pan-Democrats cry foul after police arrest seven pro-demoxy politicians. Officials confirm one local case of coronavirus among seven new infections and Typhoon Goni batters the Philippines. The police arrested seven pro-demoxy politicians this morning on charges relating to a chaotic Ledco House Committee meeting on May the 8th. As Priscilla Ng reports, the force denied the arrests were politically motivated.
1: The four arrested lawmakers are Democratic Party trio Wu Chi-wai, Andrew Wan and Helena Wong, as well as the Labour Party's Fernando Cheung. Ex-legislators Ray Chan and Chu hoi as well as Labour Party chairman Stephen Kwok, also announced on their respective social media accounts that they were being arrested. During a media briefing, the police confirmed the arrests of six men and one woman aged between 33 and 63, saying they include serving and former lawmakers as well as a legislator assistant. Superintendent Chen Wing-Yu said they were arrested on suspicion of violating the Legislative Council Powers and Privileges Ordinance, specifically the offenses of contempt and interference with members, officers or witnesses. He said those arrested had either dashed towards the chairperson's desk and bumped into security guards or thrown papers from the public gallery. Superintendent Chan was asked if the arrests were politically motivated.
2: Law enforcement action is taken in accordance with law and evidence gathered during police investigation. If we consider necessary, we seek the advice from the Department of Justice. I wish we reiterate that enforcement action on taken on that basis is not about the social status or political background.
1: He said The Seven will be released on bail pending court appearance this Thursday, adding that he does not rule out more arrests.
0: LegCo's pro-demoxy camp has condemned the government for conducting what they said were indiscriminate arrests. In a statement, the Pan-Democrats say the Powers and Privileges Ordinance was originally meant to protect legislators. They say it's ridiculous that the law is now being used as a tool to suppress dissent. They're calling for the immediate and unconditional release of their arrested colleagues. Health officials have a confirmed one local case of the coronavirus among seven new infections. It's not known how the 42-year-old woman caught the virus. She was awaiting deportation, and it's understood she was arrested during an anti-prostitution operation. The, oper- the woman spent the past few days at Mong Kok Police Station and detention centres in Castle Peak Bay and Ma Tao Kok. More than a dozen people in close contact with her have been quarantined, including four police officers. Here's Dr Chung Shuk Kwan from the Centre for Health Protection.
1: We define those other persons who have stayed together with the patient as close contacts because they stay with her for quite a period of time, sometimes overnight. So it's uh, possible that they can't wear masks all the time. Yeah, Just like staying together, uh, they live together in the, the same place.
0: The remaining six new infections were from overseas. Authorities are also keeping a close watch on a cluster of preliminary positive infections. They say a 26-year-old woman who stayed for three days at the Seaview Holiday Resort in Silvermine Bay with seven of her friends has tested preliminary positive for COVID-19. A 15-year-old boy, a relative of the woman who dined with her at a family gathering, has also tested preliminary positive. The boys' school in Fanling will have to be closed for two weeks. And a 26-year-old man who went on the same trip to Silvermine Bay has also initially tested positive. Positive. Dr. Chuang warns there could be more local infections.
1: For the silver mine case, uh, uh, so far we have one plus two preliminary positive cases, so it's already in an outbreak. And um, we are um, putting the other close contacts under uh, quarantine. And it is possible some some more uh, cases will be tested positive.
0: An army of officials and volunteers have begun collecting data in the country's seventh national census. The last decennial census found an increase of about 6% to more than 1.4 billion people. Here's the BBC's Catherine Davis.
1: Around 7 million census workers will be knocking on doors across China, from remote mountain villages to the skyscrapers of Shanghai and Beijing. And for the first time, smartphone apps will also be used in the collection of data. Citizens are being asked to provide information on their gender, marital status, education and profession, as well as their names and national ID numbers. China has an ageing population and a shrinking workforce. This census is expected to focus on whether the relaxation of the country's one-child policy four years ago has led to future population growth.
0: You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. Typhoon Goni has begun to batter the Philippines, with southern provinces of the main island of Luzon currently taking the brunt. The BBC's Howard Johnson says there's concern about people in the small town of Virac. Virac is on this island of Cataduanes, which is where the typhoon struck at uh, around five o'clock this morning. There hasn't been many details from that area, a few photos here and there, but not from the town itself. So lots of questions being raised because this tends to happen in the Philippines where these areas have their electricity goes down. That leads to a knock on effect on communications like mobile phone networks. There is fear that there could be really bad damage there. President Trump is today due to hold campaign rallies in five states, crucial for his re-election, in an attempt to sway undecided voters. Seven more mass events are planned on Monday, the final day of campaigning. Mr Trump is focusing on the economy and promises of massive tax cuts, law and order, as well as measures to reduce immigration. The President continues to trail in the polls, with many voters saying their main concern is the worsening coronavirus pandemic. His challenger, Joe Biden, has attacked the government's failure to control the outbreak. Mr Biden says that if he's elected, he'll introduce reforms for a greener economy. A senior British government minister has rejected accusations that it was too slow in imposing a second coronavirus lockdown on the whole of England. Michael Gove defended its earlier regional approach, saying it was appropriate at the time. Mr Gove expressed confidence that a four-week lockdown that will come into effect on Thursday will bring infection rates down sufficiently, but he would not rule out having to extend the lockdown if necessary. We need to recognise that we do need to get the infection rate, uh, the R rate, below one. Um, We believe, on the basis of uh, the evidence that we have, that we will be able to do so, and that uh, from uh, the 2nd of December we'll be able to move back to a a fully regional approach, a tiered approach, Um, but obviously we will be guided by the facts. The leader of the opposition Labour Party, Keir Starmer, accused the government of incompetence in not implementing a lockdown he'd called for weeks before. South Korea has announced a new five-tier social distancing scheme amid criticism that its current response to the pandemic is too broad-brush. The Prime Minister, jong Se-gyun, said facilities would be grouped into priority and regular ones and that wearing a mask would now be mandatory at all sites. The country has already imposed two national lockdowns. Sri Lanka has extended one of the world's strictest coronavirus lockdowns for a further week, starting tomorrow. Originally introduced for three days in the capital, Colombo, its province and several other towns, the 24-hours-a-day curfew has closed all shops and businesses. Large numbers of Belarusians are again marching on the streets of the capital, Minsk, as they continue protests against the country's long-term leader, Alexander Lukashenko. It's the 12th successive Sunday of mass demonstrations since August's widely discredited election. Here's the BBC's Danny Eberhard. Today's demonstrations are a key test for the opposition. Their attempts this week to organise a general strike to try to force out Alexander Lukashenko were patchily observed and failed to bring the economy to a halt. But many thousands of people continue to take to the streets, undeterred. That's in spite of Mr Lukashenko recently signalling a more hard stance, reshuffling key security personnel. Detentions continue, and police are reported to have fired warning shots in the air. Sports now and in football, James Ward-Prowse marked his 26th birthday with two goals from fantastic free kicks, as Southampton move up to third in the Premier League with a 4-3 win at Aston Villa. Aston Villa have now lost their past two games and conceded seven goals in the process, having won their first four fixtures. A short time ago, Newcastle and Everton won nil all. And in tonight's big game, Manchester United host Arsenal and Tottenham Hotspur are at home to Brighton in the late game. Formula One and Lewis Hamilton won the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix in Imola to secure Mercedes a record-breaking seventh consecutive Constructors title. Hamilton's teammate and pole sitter Valtteri Bottas finished second, and Daniel Ricciardo was third for Renault. Hamilton's 93rd career success extended his lead over Bottas in the championship to 85 points with four races remaining. Formula One takes a break next weekend before returning for the Turkish Grand Prix on November the 15th, where Hamilton could wrap up a record-equalling seventh driver's crown. To end the news, the top stories once again. Pan-Democrats cry foul after police arrest seven pro-democracy politicians. Officials confirm one local case of the coronavirus among seven new infections and Typhoon Goni batters the Philippines. The news from RTHK. In our newsroom, thanks to Todd Harding.
2: Night, Kevin Lewis. Ten minutes after 11, hour two of Sunday Lights. More from Jesse Ware.
0: Featured album Jesse Ware, and if you'd like to win a copy of that, I've got a, a, a brand new copy of the album. Came out in June. Very simple. Somebody's got to get it. Uh, a couple of people have messaged us already. Facebook. Just uh, type into your Facebook search bar uh, "Kevin Lewis on RTHK Radio 3" and a post there just to make a
2: comment, and um, we'll uh, pick out. We'll um, kind of uh, have a little bit of a pick out
0: lucky draw thing for whoever gets the uh, uh, the album "Kevin Lewis on RTHK Radio 3". Win yourself Jesse Ware's
2: new album "What's Your Pleasure", our featured release tonight.